Welcome to this week's edition of the Hot Topics podcast, the place where the global thinkers, innovators and disruptors come to share their thought leadership on the fast-moving tech ecosystem. I'm Jack Kirschman, and this week's episode is with legendary CEO John Scully. The roles he has held previously can largely be characterised by taking massive businesses that are often second in the running and propelling them to be market leaders. And not only did he run Apple for around a decade, but he was also the youngest CEO to have ever taken the reins at Pepsi, and that remains true even to this day. Um, and when we interviewed him, John began by comparing today's entrepreneurial ecosystem to that of the past. Well, when I started out in work, there was no such thing as the entrepreneurial economy. And today, uh, it's the most exciting place for anyone to be because there's never been a better time to build an entrepreneurial company. So it's, it's very exciting to be an entrepreneur. Well, I think the reality is that things move so much faster than ever before. Uh, when I was at Pepsi, it took us seven years to build the brand Mountain Dew. Uh, now a new brand gets built in a year. And so we have to be aware that uh, we're constantly going to be dealing with, ch- with change. So there's never a time where you can step back and take a breath and say, we did it, we succeeded. Because if you do that, you'll probably miss the next opportunity and somebody will get there before you. So you have to be prepared for just uh, constantly scanning the landscape, curiosity, looking at what customers want. I never really focus on the competition. I always focus on the customer because if you cannot make customers happy, if you don't solve a really big customer problem, it doesn't make much difference what the competition is doing. This phenomenon in business is certainly true, and it's something that has largely come about as a result of the introduction of social media. Now anyone with so much as a smartphone and internet connection can share their opinions with the world, and what's more is that others are actually listening to them. It's certainly kept businesses on their toes, and with the best brands, you find that they'll engage in a two-way dialogue with all their customers. Scully talks about just how powerful this can be for brands from the Engage 2015 event in Prague put on by the social bakers. It's all about empowering the customer, the consumer. And what I uh, have learned is that if you really want to build multi-billion dollar businesses in this this era, uh, take advantage of the power shift that has enabled us through cloud, through mobility, through data analytics, to be able to shift the power to consumers from incumbent companies because consumers pay more attention to the opinions of other consumers than they do to what the companies say. And that's why you see an explosive growth in brands. The crazy thing was that Scully actually recognized this back in the 1970s before anything close to the modern social media outlets we know today even existed. At the time, he was the president of Pepsi, and after hearing this story, he felt it was time for change, which he explained to social bakers at the Engage stage. Actually, actually my, my, my first real uh, message that hit home uh, was, uh, it's always about stories, marketing. And, and this story is uh, when someone described to me that when they had family or friends over to their uh, flat or home, they would, if they were going to serve them a soft drink, if it were Coca-Cola, they'd go to the kitchen, take the bottle out, bring the glass and bottle out, and pour it in front of them out in the living room. <laughs> if it was Pepsi back in those days, they'd pour it into the glass in the kitchen, leave the bottle there, hope they wouldn't ask, and bring out the <laughs> glass of cola. So then I said, wow, we got a problem. Uh, so how do we get people to talk about it in their voice? And it's, you know, we didn't have social media in those days, but uh, we did believe in the power of people passing along how they felt about things. And here's what Pepsi came up with. It was an ad called the Pepsi Challenge. And the results of the campaign were pretty astonishing. John here says that he prefers the leading cola to Pepsi. 
Right. I want you to taste both colas, John, and tell me which taste you prefer. This one. Uh, well, what do you know, Pepsi? <laughs> In taste tests across Australia, over 50% of people preferred the taste of Pepsi Cola over the leading cola. I'm going to go for Pepsi. Sure. Don't take our word for it. Let your taste decide. Eventually, past Coca-Cola in the U.S. became the largest selling consumer packaged good out of some 60,000 uh, different, different products. And a large part of it was that shift to respect the opinions of, of the consumers. Right. It was this pioneering thinking that made John particularly interesting in the eyes of Steve Jobs, who famously asked whether or not he wanted to sell sugared water for the rest of his life or come with Jobs and change the world. I personally wouldn't need very much encouragement if Steve Jobs was asking me that, and neither did Scully. He was paid a $2.2 million salary, and this was an unheard amount of money at the time. And he was basically brought in to act as a calming marketing man influence to Jobs' erratic visionary. And he, even by his own admission, knew nothing about building computers. So instead, he set about focusing on how to squeeze money out of the Apple's six-year-old computer, the Apple II. Uh, Steve wanted to be the CEO, but uh, they didn't think he was ready for it. So they gave him, as the chairman of the board, founder of the company, largest shareholder, the right to... Uh, approve who was selected, but it, it wouldn't be him. And so after exhausting everybody in Silicon Valley, uh, David Rockefeller, who was an investor in, in Apple at that time, said, well, let's try another part of the country, another industry. And that's how I was um, recruited in to meet Steve. And we spent five months getting to know one another. I was brought to Apple for a couple of purposes. One was that the Apple II was the only source of cash flow for the company. And so my job was to grow the Apple II, which was outsold two to one by Commodore, outsold two to one by Atari, and, and outsold by the IBM PC, and outsold by uh, Radio Shack TRS-80. And we had to get cash flow from the Apple II because the Apple III had failed, Lisa had failed, and that was crucial to keep the doors open while Steve was developing Mac. Steve was interested in uh, taking the experience marketing that he saw with the Pepsi challenge. And he said, hey, I'm creating a computer for non-technical people that's going to be the most insanely great experience that anyone's ever seen with technology. And he said, you've got to teach us how to do that. Because in those days, nobody in high tech did any marketing. There was no advertising uh, unless you opened up a catalog and it said, you know, here's you know, uh, the technical features of some particular product. So it was... Uh, really his vision of saying someday computers were going to be personal products that were going to be advertised the way the Cola Wars advertised products, and Silicon Valley had to learn how to do it. And okay. so the first Mac commercial was all about experience marketing. And, of course, the story that followed was pretty historic. Steve controversially was booted out of the company after a long power struggle that ensued between the pair of them. Scully famously stayed pretty quiet about this saga for a number of years. Although when we asked him, he had some pretty interesting thoughts on when the right time can be to replace the founder of a company with a professional CEO. Well, I think founders are unique because they uh, tend to be people who don't like to work for somebody else. They tend to be uh, people who are willing to take risks and uh, they kind of beat to a different drum. But I believe that uh, professional managers are often brought in as businesses scale and where they become more complex to manage you know, a whole bunch of things that have to get done as you get bigger and bigger. But uh, entrepreneurs, the longer they stay in the business and are willing to uh, be part of the leadership, the better. In the beginning, a founder has to do 
so many different things, wear a lot of different hats. Uh, often the team they put together to start the company uh, that proved the concept aren't necessarily the same team that has the skills and experience to scale the company. So companies need different skills at different times. I mean, Apple has exceptional leadership today. Um, it's not necessarily creating uh, the radically innovative new products that it, that it once became famous with under Steve Jobs, but it's a far more complex business. It's the most valuable company in the world, and I think Tim Cook has done a terrific job of managing that giant corporation, and just a clear evidence that you need different skills at different points in time. And finally, before we head off, here is John talking a little bit about the biggest learnings of his career as well as some advice for entrepreneurs. You really only learn from your mistakes. You don't learn from your successes. In fact, you can become a victim of your success. Uh, it's so easy to say, well, uh, I was successful, and then misunderstand the reasons why you were successful. When you fail, it just knocks the wind out of you. Uh, it's embarrassing. It's uh, frustrating, stressful. But on reflection, it's always your mistakes that you learn the real lessons. You've got to have a, an insatiable curiosity You've got to have uh, the ability to be passionate about something so you attract the very best talents who want to work with you. And then you have to have a sense of urgency. You've got to get things done. It's all about getting good stuff done. And you have to be a risk taker because not everything works. And when you make a mistake, uh, fail fast, lean forward. And it's just uh, part of the culture of being an entrepreneur. Thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like more content just like this, head over to hottopics.ht.